Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so blessed to be in your presence today. And we thank God for this opportunity. And we hope that we say something to you today that can help you throughout your life, even into eternity. There's a word for us that is coming out of the book of Amos, the fifth chapter, starting with the 18th verse. Amos was one of the first called prophets that we know of the traditional prophets. He was a shepherd man. He worked in the vineyard. And he was called out of Judah, the southern territory, to go preach and tell the people in the north, in Israel, that God was getting ready to judge them. And I'm here today to tell you, there's a judgment day coming. There is a judgment day, people of God, and those who are listening today, where God is going to hold us accountable for our actions. And we won't be able to say, Lord, give us another chance, because there will be no coming back this way. We can only go forward. And in the book of Amos, God used Amos to let the people know in 700 B.C. the things that were causing them to have problems in their life. God wants us to have a good life, a blessed life, a, a more abundant and be blessed and anointed to do his will. He wants us to prosper and our soul prosper and everything else will fall in line. He wants us to have our very best life, but the things that we do cause us to lose some time and cause us to grieve sometimes. And when you look at uh, the Bible, it tells us about people who were disobedient. Uh, Cain, uh, in the very first book of the Bible, Cain was blessed beyond compare. He owned all the land. Everything was his inheritance. But he had a little brother named Abel who was a shepherd man who worked animals. Now, if Cain owned all the land, his brother had to come to him to get some land for to grow his own cattle and his beasts. And still, Cain was not happy. And God told him, if you don't deal with your jealousy and your things that you hate towards your brother, sin is waiting at the door. And the reason why he was mad at Abel was because Abel was able to serve God. Cain didn't want to humble himself because he had so much. That was the first sign of disobedience in the world of the second generation people here on earth. And people are still doing the same thing. They're blessed. We're blessed. Just tell the truth. You, you, If you have your life right now and a portion of health and strength, if you have a sickness in your body, you still have a chance for God to heal you. You still have blessings upon blessings. You're blessed and highly favored. Just look at your life and look around. And God is giving you chance after chance. So he's telling the people of Israel through the voice of Amos that I don't want to hear you singing in your choir. I don't want to hear the music coming out the temple. 
in chapter 5 of the book of Amos because you're not living right. If you call yourself a Christian and you worship God and you love God, then it should not only be on Sunday morning or Saturday evening that you show love for your neighbor. Your Christian values should go throughout the week in your life. You should be a Christian on the job. You should be in fellowship with man on Friday evening as well as Sunday morning. God was getting ready to punish Israel. And he told Amos to let him know, I'm getting ready to um, discipline you because you, you got false and meaningless worship. What good is it to sing and shout on Sunday and hate the one that you work with on Monday? What good is it to play some beautiful music with the violins on Sunday morning, but yet go home and argue and fuss with your husband or your wife? God is saying, put that behind you. Give me some true worship and let that worship not only be in front of me at the temple, but when you get to places where you think I'm not located, still let your light shine in the world. And the people in the days of Israel and the times of Amos, they were going around, beginning in that 18th verse, they were saying, Woe to who and how long are the day of the Lord? Why do you long for the day of the Lord? The day will be darkness and not light. They were going around boasting, saying, oh, I can't wait till God comes back. I can't wait till the Lord comes back. And I can't wait to judgment day because he will avenge my enemies and avenge me in front of my enemies and destroy my enemies and let me shine and bring me into the heavens. And God is saying, hold on. You think Judgment Day is going to be good for you, but you need to check your life first because it might be a day of darkness. They didn't like what Amos was saying because they were boasting. Sometimes people will boast and say, I can't wait till the Lord comes back. I can't wait till Jesus comes back. Are you really thinking about what you're saying? Do you have your life together to meet an all-knowing God? So while they were boasting, God was saying, Amos, tell them, hold on. Because the day they think is going to be a bright day, a day of judgment and salvation, may be a day of darkness because the way they are living. And they kept on boasting. And God had to let them know that their day was coming. In verse number 21, he tells them, I hate I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. So God is saying, I, I hate when you celebrate your religious holidays, but yet you don't have true worship in your life. Oh, we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas is right around the corner and we're going to a new year and we make these religious holidays and God is saying, what good is it 
to worship and to celebrate these festival holidays where you really don't know the meaning of what you're doing and you really don't have a sincere thankfulness in your life and you're really not happy and you really don't celebrate Jesus' birth. You're more caught up in the gifts that you may receive for Christmas. God is saying time out for that now. I don't want that. I, I, it stinks in my nostril. He says that. It's a stench to me. And he says, your burnt offerings I don't want. He says, your grain offering, which is your meat offering. In the Old Testament, the burnt offering was to give everything that you had. Because once you put the, the lamb meat on the uh, altar and the sacrifice and you burnt it, it was totally consumed. So God is saying, I want you to be totally consumed with me. Make yourself a burnt offering the way Jesus did on the cross. He gave himself totally over to God's plan. The meat offering, uh, which is a grain offering. Uh, same thing, meat and grain means the same thing in, in the offering of the temple. And the way you get the meal and grain offering, you have to shake the wheat, beat it, till the flower falls down and the shaft flies away. That's the way we should be in our lives. God should be able to, to beat off the, the, the hatred out of our lives, the jealousy out of our lives. We have to be shaken. Uh, a grape is no good just sitting on the vine, but it has to be squeezed and stepped on and pushed and until order for the juice to come out to make the good wine. And that's what God is saying. Uh, let your offering, your meat and grain offering, be a totally uh, of giving yourself to me. Whether to be pressed down, shaken together, and squeezed so I can get the good things out of you that I truly desire. And then he tells them again. He says, even though you bring me those burnt offerings, in verse 23 he says, Away with the noise of songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. So God is saying, I'm not interested in your praising and your worship is not real. If it's not coming from the inside out. So many times we look at things from the outside inward. God is looking at us from the inside out. But in order for your praise and worship to be right, you have to truly serve God, not only in the temple, not only on Sunday morning, but you have to do it on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Every day of the week should be a day where you can shine your light and show the world what God is able to do. Because if he can change your life, he can do it for someone else. God loves you, and he wants the very best for you. But we have to get our lives together because judgment day is coming. And we don't want it to be a dog day. We want it to be a day of brightness. Let your best day be your last day when you stand in front of God and go into eternity forever. And in verse 24 of Amos 5, then God speaks and says, But let justice roll on like a river. Righteousness like a rolling, never-failing stream. So you should let righteousness go from, forward from you. Let justice be in you at all times. Treat each other right. 
treat each other with respect. For how can you say that you love God who you've never seen and hate the one that you see every day, your neighbor? God is saying, if you love me, they shall know you by the love that you give them. Let your light shine. Let justice go like a river out of your life and righteousness like a never-failing stream. Did you bring me the sacrifice of offering 40 years in the wilderness? God goes back and, and says that uh, when you was in the wilderness as children of Israel, you served pagan gods and you made these things images. And for this, I'm taking you off and punishing you. Don't let graven images come into your life. Don't serve other things. God is a jealous God. If you ran a race and you came in first place, and at the end of the race, the people all went to the second place winner and said, great race, and congratulated them, how would you think that would make you feel? Well, that's the same way it is with God. We go to the second best, and we worship, and we praise our second best, the, the car, the house, when it's the first place God that gave you everything. So you put him on the back burner, but you worship the second place things. How do you think that makes him feel? Judgment day is coming. Get ready, church, because God is going to hold us accountable. I'm going to say a prayer today, and if you believe by faith and want to make a change, ask God to accept you and tell him you want to repent of your sins. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come now. We thank you, Lord God. We worship you. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, and create in me a clean heart. I believe you gave the Lord's Supper, went to the cross of Calvary, and died for my sin. But early that Sunday morning, gathered with all power in your hand. And now you sit at the right hand of God, interceding on my behalf. Let me be part of the holy family of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love you at Neely. We're praying for you. Follow us on Facebook at Neely Church Ministries. Be blessed and keep a smile on your face for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.